Welcome to the MBI Edge podcast, where we explore the backgrounds of interesting individuals and how they intersect with our building industry in Iowa. I'm your host, Ben Hammes, and I'm going to bring to you topics that help educate, develop, grow, and enhance you and your company. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is a pleasure. Now, can you do a quick introduction for our audience here? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my name is Jason Schroeder. I am the Chief Operating Officer at Elevate. I work with Kate Schroeder, who is the CEO, and Kevin Rice, who is the Chief Visionary Officer. And we have dedicated our businesses to scaling excellence throughout the industry and taking care of the people in it. And um, I've been a superintendent, well, so field engineer super, and then general super and project director in various different roles for about 24 years in my career. In construction, I did not go to school. I came up through the trades, and I just have a passion for making sure that we are able to deliver projects remarkably on the project. And so, done quite a bit of look, a lot, quite a bit of work with project management, with managers, with directors, and working in these systems that will really make for an amazing project everywhere we implement it. That's great. Well, we're welcoming Jason to our winter conference coming up in February. He's agreed to leave uh, sunny Arizona for the Midwest in the middle of February, so he's a little crazy already, but we've convinced him to get up uh, north for uh, our winter conference, and we're very excited to have him. That's awesome. I'm excited to be there. So tell me about Elevate. So Elevate, we 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 work under the premise that it's it, that in order to respect people in the industry, which is really our goal, that we have to have trained leaders who can really work the project in a way in a teaming and in a vulnerable and in a collaborative environment where they can have a good experience not only at work but also get home to their families and so our ultimate purpose in having respect in the industry and then also uh, training leaders is to make sure that they get home and that we preserve families so ultimately we build people we build families that's what we do so i was working at Hensel Phelps for 14 years, then DPR for four, then Oakland for four. I think that maths out. Anyway, um, so working through, you know, with these very large construction companies throughout my career and worked up a retirement and was able to cash that in to start the business and to start really providing information for the industry. It doesn't come from me. I collect it with the team from actually all around the world with the possible no if we collect it from all around the world <laughs> um and to to attempt to put it into a format where people can get easy access to it because you know it sounds cliche to say we don't do training anymore but you know honestly we don't do training anymore the um you can take wonderful wonderful amazing project managers and superintendents and uh, ask them questions throughout the industry, wherever you go, whatever country you're in, and find that they were never afforded the opportunity to learn basic skills that will set them up for success. So they're really mm. innovate. They're innovating on their own. They're learning on their own, reinventing on their own. And it's just wasting their time and causing people to have bad experiences, bad projects, and not be able to get home on time for their family. So we're kind of taking the approach, hey, um, we'll pause for a minute or forever and go try to get this in front of these wonderful folks that we get to work with on a daily basis. So what led you to create the company? Was there, did you see a void? Uh, 100%. So the biggest differentiator for, and I think this will show 
a certain amount of deference, not arrogance on my part, but we, we, I see a pattern. I think we all see patterns. The biggest differentiator in being able to run operationally stable projects is having experience with operationally stable projects. And so I, by sheer accident, not by any merit of my own, we ended up being on great project after great. And these were complex. They're difficult, but they were set up. They had pre-con time. The people that were building them, these were like the generals of old that, you know, built dams and bridges like they knew what they were doing. Right. And I got an opportunity not only to work on those projects and learn under those projects, but to also tour the United States for about seven years, learning from some of the best. And so I figured and from my perspective and Kate, the CEO, really um, and, and Kevin are really the entrepreneurs that pushed for this to get started. Uh, but uh, I figured that it would be uh, probably our mission to take that wonderful opportunity, that experience, and just stop and share, right? And I'm not saying anybody that does this is selfish. That's not what I'm saying because they might have a different mission or a different calling in life. But for mm-hmm. us, the the ask from from the universe was, hey, um, you've been blessed with all this information. Go ahead and share it. And so what I mean by that is, None of the information has anything to do with me. It has to do with there's a pattern to run remarkable projects that must be passed down. So instead of going and jamming out and making a ton of money in our career, which we still want to do, but like we'll pause that for a minute um, and saying, hey, we'll just go ahead and use this on our own projects. We're like, hey, we're just going to take some time and we're going to share it because it must be scaled. We know everything today in our industry to run every single project in the industry well finished on time on budget but the average is and i'm sure you know the statistics in a database of over 16,000 large and small projects throughout the world the average over budget is 65 percent and the average behind schedule behind substantial completion is at least 58 days and it can be catastrophically worse so only 49 percent of projects no 47.8 percent of projects finish on budget only 8% finish on budget on time and 0.5% of all of those 16,000 projects. I mean, I'm talking dams, bridges, home renovations, like 16,000. And most of them are mega projects. Uh, only 0.5% finish on time on budget the way the owner expected. So we have a massive mm. problem. We have a massive problem and we, the I'll be done really quickly, but the no, pattern, fine. The pattern is we must do, we must plan projects, we must use the right systems, and we must train people. And so our desire was to to do all three of those things, right, is to help projects with planning, which we do, uh, to provide the right systems, which we all know now today, and to help with the training, which we're getting better at, and we're trying to accelerate. So you talk about those skills needed to run those projects. And I love how you talk about the preservation and protection of families in construction to get home safe and sound. But what are those skills that you're finding in your training that um, project, I'm I'm, going to just simply say project managers, but we know that includes more people, superintendents, different, different folks, but anybody in the project management, what are those top, top skills that people lack or, or need to be, um, um, you know, put more focus into? Well, that's a perfect question, and I'll give a really good answer, but I do want to say it has nothing to do with 
with with the people meaning there's a lot of talk of you know people don't want to learn these days the new generations are garbage they just don't want to go to work they don't want to they want something for nothing they're lazy blah blah, blah. none of that's true right mm-hmm. so people are the same generations have different you know styles right different thought processes and different backgrounds but honestly i find just as many field engineers today that want to or project engineers that want to learn as we did 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. The difference the difference is the economy. Back in the day, people were forced to put up with our garbage, and now they're not. So for every one person coming in, five people are leaving, right? And so this has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the people, what I'm about to say. We don't, you already know this, but we don't blame people. We blame, proce- we blame processes, systems, behaviors, or cultures. We don't blame the people themselves. So I'm going to make a statement that it is in reference to people, but it is not their fault. And we've got to change this is that I can grab or I can go visit a project with a project superintendent, project manager, project director, and literally ask them to put together a schedule. And 85% of them could not take a simple concrete wall and make a Gantt chart for that wall. That's not an insult. That means that they were never afforded the opportunity. They don't know Excel. They don't know the scheduling software. They don't really know how to use computers. They don't know the bare minimum. So I would say starting starting from the beginning, people need to know how to use computers. People need mm-hmm. to know how to use certain types of software. They need to understand the basics of scheduling, the basics of plan reading. Like literally, it's really quite surprising. I In that same group of project managers and supers that we bring into boot camps, um, you know, certain types of boot camps, not the advanced super PM boot camps, but um, literally uh, about 45% of the group has time, has a hard time reading the drawings, mm-hmm. 100%. So we're attempting to teach scheduling and operational excellence, but we find that quite often we have got to start back with, uh, this is what a quality control program is, this is how you read drawings, this is how you put together a schedule, these are the basics of layout, you know, which doesn't bother me from a timing standpoint like we we love to share the information but if we don't have that foundation it goes wildly wrong the other the other oh this this is good information yeah the other thing is we have with our current uh, diet environment and um the the social media and i love social media by the way so i'm not dissing on any of that stuff but like with our current environment you see an in, a rise in the number of cases of of either mild or extreme you know, forms of ADHD, and and that's a sensitive topic. So I'm going to mention it in a sensitive way. But you see uh, that on the rise, and it's compounded by um, methods that get us to batch work and maintain a distracted state throughout the day. So. So I'm very sympathetic and have family members and have had experience with like the real forms of ADHD that people suffer from. And I'm saying that that is now compounded by the distractions that we have on a day-to-day basis. And having a personal organization system where we have leader standard work, we keep a to-do list, we time block our days, we follow a morning routine, we follow an afternoon routine, we work in one process or one piece flow and we have buffers between our activities. That is really a lost art. And so I'm mm. going to shock everybody. A project manager can lose two to four hours and sometimes six, two to four hours a day in lost time, just in not 
uh, having a personal organization system. Mm. And so this, the fun, if somebody has the fundamental skills, the second thing is they must be able to manage themselves. The third thing is uh, team balance and health, meaning the ability to take a team and to tackle the needs for the project in what I call flow efficiency, meaning getting information to the field together and to cover for each other so we're not killing ourselves on job sites is the second skill. The third one uh, might surprise you is that being able to plan projects with the right scheduling systems is absolutely key. The finances, the projections, the negotiations, uh, your change order systems, your project management controls, your quality, your safety systems, everything else will break unless we have the right plan and schedule. And our, it sounds cliche, it sounds like I'm on a political campaign, but the scheduling systems, with the exception of Last Planner and Scrum, our scheduling systems traditionally are broken. And that's going to make a lot of people defensive when I say that. But we must fully adopt tact planning, Last Planner, and Scrum in this industry if we're ever going to move forward because here's here's the problem here's the problem you could take the best supers the best pms the best project executives from around the world and have an an improper plan that no one can see that is systematically misaligning your supply chain and systematically stacking your trades and burdening them and still not finish that project on time and so until we get people with fundamental training and I'll tie it all the way back. Fundamental training with uh, personal organization, team balance and health, using the right scheduling systems, we are going to make no progress. And I will even say there's a lot of a, there's a push for listening, vulnerability, collaboration on projects. I love that. My worry is th those topics are so amazing. Um, you know, learning how to be a good human being and like to be a vulnerable, transparent leader nowadays. And you can do that. You can become that Brene Brown type of leader. You can start listening. You can start collaborating. You can start being that dynamic leader and still completely tank your project if you don't have the right systems in place. And so where where Elevate, where we see this is, yes, we build people, we build teams, and yes, we talk about vulnerability. Yes, we talk about those things. But we're trying to catch up as fast as we can with systems training so that they both support together. It's always people and it's always processed together. You can't have one or the other without them working together. I love that. You, you, you have a, a real obvious passion for this and we're very excited to bring you in. We're doing something unique this year. I'm just going to talk to the audience real quick that at the Winter Conference. This is going to be a, an entirely separate tract for project management with Jason here and his team. Um, called the boot project management bootcamp. Um, we're going to be doing some heavy marketing, but Jason, in your experience, who typically is the right fit for this type of training? Uh, so really anyone, because even if somebody felt like they're not ready or they're early on, it will entice them towards future in, in learning and endeavors. And if somebody is super experienced, then it will either be a worst case scenario. If somebody knew everything that we were going to cover, it would be a confirmation. Like, mm. for instance, for instance, if, you know, if I run a great business or if I run a great project, I'm never going to stop touring other jobs. Right. So, like, let's say mm -hmm. let's just use let's say I'm a project manager on a hundred fifty million dollar project or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, we're we're lean. We're we 
uh, used IPD in the early parts of the project. We are on schedule. We have the right scheduling systems. We're implementing Last Planner. We've got a great job. Like everyone loves to tour this job. I'm still going to go see other jobs. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to, oh, wow, I like that idea. Oh, my gosh, we do that too. Oh, hey, you're three months ahead. You're experiencing this, right? So I have never personally gone to a conference or a you know a seminar or a training and not gotten something from it ever and you know just a real quick thought i hope i don't make anybody mad with this but like we have gotten into we're in the entertainment age where everything's TikTok and everything's quick and everything's youtube and by the way i love those by the way so i'm not making fun of any of those ever at all and i will say this we now as an industry think that training is something that that where the train it's the trainer's obligation to come entertain us and that's not right mm -hmm. you're at work this is a work event and like we need to grind be open be listening be learning be taking notes be invested be giving 100 percent. and so i would say that if so who is this for anyone that understands that learning and growth is the individual's responsibility if somebody's like i'm here to be entertained well we it is going to be entertaining but if somebody's like <laughs> i'm here to be entertained and i'm going to heckle the instructor and i'm not going to pay attention and i'm going to be on my phone and being a distraction and and be that dissenter that's like treating this situation like i'm in a comedy club and i'm trying to heckle the comedian right then maybe it's not for you because i work with high performing people that care about people and industry leaders that it, oh here let me go on a quick rant <laughs> that's okay no one but maybe not no one but very no no very few people in this industry are out there trying to help pms and supers so when you've got an organization like yours and this opportunity uh to go to and you've got people that have literally like cashed in their entire retirement to go help you show up and you give 100% because you don't treat like the people that are there doing this for you in this industry that are doing YouTube videos, that are doing podcasts, that are doing boot camps, that are dedicating their lives to this. As soon as you've got someone in your corner that's like, oh my gosh, I love PMs, I love supers, I love project management, I'm here for you. I'm going to give and serve and be here. When you've got someone like that, you should treasure them. And so if somebody wants to come to this boot camp and be like, dang, I'm in. Thank you. Like, I get very little training in my day to day. I get very little attention. There's very few books. People usually just throw us out to the wolves and expect us to figure it out. Like, if you appreciate the fact that that's starting to change, then this is your event and you'll want to be here. Great. Well, I can assure you, people take this conference very, very seriously. We draw awesome. 1,500 people. We have 485 companies now in the membership, and you're going to find some very captive, a very captivating audience. And uh, we're very excited about it. Before I let you go, um, can you tell folks where they can find you online? Uh, so the best place is, all right, so there's the Jason Schroeder YouTube channel. If that sounds arrogant to put it under my name. Our uh, let's uh, let's spell Schroeder real quick. Uh, S C H R O E D E R. All right, great. Because in Schroeder. Iowa we have some Schroders and we have some Schraders, <laughs> but they're spelled the same way. So spelled okay. the same way. Yeah, Jason Schroeder. So our YouTube consultant says that it's better to have it under my name so people develop a relationship. But we provide mm -hmm. a video every day on industry topics for PMs and supers and a wide range of people on YouTube. That's one way. The other preferable way is on LinkedIn, uh, Jason Schroeder as well, and on the Elevate Construction podcast. So we're at episode 942. Ooh, so, so you've done a few of these. 
done it, done a few of them, and we put content on there every day, uh, uh, every workday for the industry to help them on their lean journey and their operational excellence journey. Those are the, oh, the other thing is, if you promise not to uh, find me and slash my tires and, and serial kill my family, I'll tell you that we, uh, my email address is Jason S at elevateconstructionist.com. My phone number is 602-571-8987, and I live in Phoenix, Arizona, if you want to look me Holy up. Holy so they... cow, that is a full service, full stop. <laughs> now I got to be, okay, I got one more question before you go. You're a podcast yeah. guy. Who do you listen to? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to offend everybody. So <laughs> I I don't like listening to podcasts. <laughs> really? You just like putting them out. You don't like listening to them, huh? Uh, yeah, 100%. I listened to the first 150 so I could like train myself, but I don't, I just can't, I just can't get into it. Like yeah. I do watch how-to YouTube videos. I love LinkedIn and my main jam is I listen to um, audiobooks like a fanatic. Okay. So, okay. So my intake, my input is audiobooks through Audible. Got it. See, I'm a podcast. I can't. I can't do the audiobooks. I consume all my time yeah. on podcasts. So, <laughs> all right. Well, good. Well, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you taking the time to be here with us today. Um, okay. Very much appreciate. We're looking forward to having you again. That project management boot camp. Our members are going to see marketing on it soon. It's going to be a full day Tuesday, full day Wednesday track. You're going to be with Jason and his team, um, and you'll see more information on that. So, thanks again for being here. All right. Have a good one, everybody. It's been Thanks. real. Next month, Tuesday, December 5th, we're going to be hosting our next breakfast club. This is free for all MBI members, so we hope you can attend. We're going to have a couple really cool speakers at this one talking about the new name, image, and likeness programs through the NCAA. We've got folks coming from Iowa State and Iowa both to explain how corporate partners like yourselves can play a role in that NIL partnership that we have at the universities and kind of lay out how it operates and how it works for our student athletes and the communities and nonprofits that they support and in turn. So we hope to see you Tuesday, December 5th, 7:30 in the morning uh, to register, please RSVP by going on our website, www.mbi.build. And we'll see you there.